right, guys. Welcome to the latest Football Chase podcast. It's Isaac Sines with you. I already see Axel joining live, but I am actually live from New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Currently here um, on a flight from spring break, getting back to San Antonio, Texas. But I did not want to get in the way of bringing my weekly podcast uh, for NFL football. There's a lot of things that are going on right now as free agency kicks off next week. Monday is the legal tampering period. So for those of you who are not familiar with what goes on, legal tampering period. So I believe 4 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. So that is New York time. And I'm currently on Central, right? So that's 3 p.m. my time. That is when teams and free agents can begin negotiating potential contracts and deals and extension. The case is, and you know that that's when a lot of teams are going to kick it into high gear, pursuing the top of the line free agents, trying to ensure that by the time Wednesday comes, which is the new league year, so they officially turn the page to the new season, um, that is when trades become official. So we've already seen quite a bit of high-profile trades. I mean, you talk about a trade a day. It was the Russell Wilson to Denver was the massive deal that shook the NFL. And then you're also looking at the Carson Wentz to Washington, right? The commanders who swung and missed on multiple quarterbacks. They did try to get Russell Wilson. Of course, Russell Wilson had a no-trade clause, and so there was really no way he wanted to go play in Washington. He says he wants to play in Denver, and the Broncos and the Seahawks are able to work out a trade that sends Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, um, and some draft capital, as well as Drew, Drew Locke, who's still a, uh, a young quarterback that ne- hasn't necessarily had the best career up to this point. Now, you can argue that the Broncos really haven't done a good job surrounding him with enough talent on offense in terms of his offensive line. He certainly did struggle, you know trying to find with his accuracy down the field. But Drew Locke now goes to Seattle. Russell Wilson, after 10 years in Seattle, he becomes a Denver Bronco. And that's all like, you know, let's come to terms that the Broncos have been a squad that every single year, I'd say for the past five years or so, has been that same type of question. Denver is a group. He's been one quarterback away. Well, look no further. The Denver with the Seahawks, a couple of ones, a couple of twos going back to Seattle. But I believe that trade was truly worth it for uh, the Denver Broncos. Now you got a team, they're able to retain Jerry Judy. You have Cortland Sutton. Now you got Albert O, who is the backup tight end, who I know a lot of people are excited uh, about his development. And so even though they traded a talented, dynamic receiving tight end and Noah Fant, they are excited about Albert O and what he can bring to the offense. And, of course, Javante Williams, who was the rookie running back out of North Carolina last year, ran with a purpose. Melvin Gordon is an impending free agent. However, um, the Broncos do have interest in bringing back Melvin Gordon. And guess what, guys? Now, if they bring back Melvin Gordon, then they're going to kind of reignite that Wisconsin offense between Russell Wilson and Melvin Gordon, and they're going to try to relive the Wisconsin days in Denver. And so that is something that is very well on the table and something that the Denver Broncos could do considering the current running back market and how these NFL free agents, especially at the running back um, position, haven't necessarily been getting the largest of paydays considering the depth in this year's draft class. Now, I will say the trade that Washington pulled up 
Um, it was quite, I believe, a desperation move. You know, Washington was really trying their best to land a big-name quarterback, and I know they were linked to Deshaun Watson, another quarterback that is in limbo. In fact, today is a big day for him and his legal team because they're going to they're gonna take the case to court. They're going to have a hearing. Of course, things are still going to need to be played out and sorted out um, moving forward, but there's a, a large number of teams that are monitoring Deshaun Watson's situation, knowing and being ready to pounce that should his thing clear up with those 22 uh, suits, then perhaps he is a target. But Washington wasn't willing to to wait on Deshaun Watson. Instead, they go to Indianapolis, and after one season with the Colts, Carson Wentz, obviously things went south between him and the team's ownership, and so that really did leave a bitter taste in a, in a lot of people's minds and mouths. Frank Reich, who stuck out for Carson Wentz as he was the coach in Philadelphia, the quarterback coach, and so he decides to uh, get Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, on board for a trade for Carson Wentz. Long story short, they miss the playoffs. It doesn't work. And they trade him to Washington for a couple of second-round picks and third-round picks. And so he gets another fresh start um, in the NFC East. So that's going to be interesting to see. But then how about that big trade yesterday with the uh, Khalil Mack going to the Los Angeles Chargers? The Chargers are trying to maximize their win-now window considering Justin Herbert's rookie deal. And Justin Herbert is one of those quarterbacks that we know has the potential to develop into one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. In fact, he really is based on the numbers that he's been able to put up with the Los Angeles Chargers. But for now, you have to applaud the Chargers for being aggressive and going out and acquiring a star edge rusher to pair with Joey Bosa, which is going to provide nightmares for teams that the Chargers faced in 2022 and beyond. Now, you can also talk about Khalil Mack not being entirely healthy and him going through some ups and downs. Hasn't had a 10-sack season the last couple of years, but make no mistake about it. If he can stay on the field and Joey Bosa can stay on the field, that Chargers edge-rushing duo is going to be insane, and offenses are going to have to really game plan quick ways to get the ball out of the, the quarterback's hands, and anytime you have those top two perennial rushers, things are going to be difficult, especially to navigate um, in an offense takes the field. So I, I do give the Chargers a lot of credit for being able to strike that deal. A second in the sixth-round pick, I believe the second-round pick is in 2022, so it's in this year's draft. But then how about, you know, the the type of hole? That's not exactly what you would expect for, the, for a player of the caliber of Khalil Mack. And so I know there's a lot of Bears fans that are not very happy with uh, Ryan Poles, the new general manager. They thought that at least Chicago could pull in a first-round pick for Khalil Mack. Instead, they choose to get rid of his contract, and Poles is going to come in and, in a sense, try to rebuild and get some younger players in, cut some salary cap, and operate that way. So those are the three trades that have been happening uh, this week, and it's been a rather entertaining week if you're an NFL fan as well. But how about the, the latest news, right? We've seen some smaller items get sorted out this morning. Christian Kirksey, the Texans linebacker, re-signed for uh, a two-year deal. He's represented by sports stars, and, and I'm, I'm a, very happy for Kirksey. 29 years of age, still playing at a high level. 
Um, him and I, he follows my page on Instagram. We've connected a couple of times, wished him congratulations this morning. So he's back in Houston. Uh, how about Dwayne Haskins? He was given an original round tender this morning by the Pittsburgh Steelers, which means that the Steelers will have the first right of refusal. So if another team gives Dwayne Haskins an offer that he likes, Pittsburgh, before they lose him in free agency, would have that opportunity to match that money and bring him back to Pittsburgh or let him go on his way elsewhere. So that is also another quarterback that could be had for the right price. We'll see how the Steelers choose to value him considering uh, their, their dire quarterback situation. Right now they only have Mason Rudolph on the roster, Big Ben retiring, so now they have a void they're going to have to fill. And that's another team that has maybe looked into a Deshaun Watson trade now, I just wonder that if Houston uh, does trade Deshaun Watson, I'd imagine they're going to want to look to trade him outside of the AFC. And that's why a team like the Carolina Panthers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are also looking to uh, move forward after Tom Brady retires after that illustrious 20-plus year career. Tampa Bay is a team that if they can acquire a, a superstar quarterback like Deshaun Watson. They have the pieces in place. Franchise tagging, uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans is also opposite. You, you're going to have Cam Brate. We'll see what happens with Rob Gronkowski. And, uh, you know, it's it's really just a matter of Paul Blart, um, of how they are able to execute on the offensive side of the ball. Now they have Kyle Trask, who they drafted in the second round of the 2021 NFL Draft out of Florida. We'll see what type of development and how much trust Bruce Arians chooses to put in a, in a guy who's just entering his second year. Um, but that is a team that could be looking to upgrade with a player like Sean Watson. Now, let's talk about free agency. We know there's a couple of big-time players such as Chandler Jones, J.C. Jackson, Allen Robinson, uh, Hassan Reddick, all kinds of big names that are in the free agent market. And I'm going to tell you more or less who I think is going to have the best advantage to get after them. So right now, 30-second break. I'll be right back. And we'll continue discussing NFL free agents.
Alright guys, so I'm back. Appreciate you tuning in. I see a lot of you live listening. I appreciate those. And for those of you who will be listening in whenever I post it, that is tuning in to the Pro Football Chase here on fun live shows weekly. Typically on Wednesdays is when I record episodes, but today, you know, with uh, spring break, my schedule been a little different, spending time with family in Kansas, um, now at an airport, headed back to San Antonio, Texas, and so trying to find that window here in New Orleans, and so now we're chatting football in the airport, and uh, there may be some people looking at me like I'm a little bit weird, but I'm recording the podcast here, excited to talk some more NFL football with you now. NFL free agency. So I mentioned Chandler Jones. I mentioned Hassan Reddick. I mentioned J.C. Jackson. Now, J.C. Jackson is regarded as the number one free agent this year. And and, and you know what? I have had some conversation with J.C. Jackson. He follows me on, on my page. We've been connected for a couple of years. Um, in fact, earlier this week, uh, I put out a post saying that the Patriots were not going to use the franchise tag on J.C. Jackson. That was confirmed from him to me, uh, communicating with him, told me that he was not going to be franchise tagged before Tuesday's 4 p.m. Eastern time deadline. So I put up the post saying that he is going to test free agency with talks uh, with the Patriots, really not going anywhere. Now, let me tell you something. This guy, J.C. Jackson, is going to reset the cornerback market in a large way. And I mean 20-plus million per year. Uh, the guy is going to have a robust market. In fact, there's already several teams that are eyeing him. The Miami Dolphins have been a team that's come up. The Jacksonville Jaguars, um, you know there's some teams that have immense cap space. The Indianapolis Colts, who have freed up an immense amount of space after that Carson Wentz trade. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers, um, there's rumors out there that they're going to go after a top corner in free agency even after acquiring Khalil Mack because they still have the top five most cap space in the NFL even with Khalil Mallory coming onto their books. And so J.C. Jackson, needless to say, he has priced himself because the Patriots have shown that they do not even want to give him the franchise tag. And so that is going to put J.C. Jackson on the move. Uh, maybe the Cincinnati Bengals make a play. You know that they, they made that run to the Super Bowl. You know that they can benefit from a top cornerback one to pair with a couple of young guys that they're they're developing. Chidobe Awuzie, who put together a nice season for Cincinnati. But J.C. Jackson, he has improved his production every single year. Mind you, this is an undrafted free agent who entered the NFL in 2018 from Maryland, a guy that did not get his name called during the draft weekend, comes in, signs with the Patriots, and has been nothing short of magnificent for the New England secondary. He is the, uh, the His name on Instagram is Mr. INT because right now he is the current active leader in interceptions since he's entered the NFL Nine interceptions last year, eight interceptions this year, had about six in his sophomore year, three in his rookie year. This is a guy that is a ball hawk. He makes plays on the ball, 23 pass breakups this past season for New England. So you know that you can sometimes get in trouble when you're a team and you go out and you sign a big um you go out and sign a big free agent, you give them huge money, but then all of a sudden they flop, right? There's no more uh, high-level performance. It just seems like they get 
they get the big money, they get content, and the next thing you know, the team who pays them the big money is left a couple years down the road trying to move on from the veteran. Well, I do not believe that is the case with J.C. Jackson. This guy will show up. He'll perform. He knows what it's like to play with his job on the line on a rookie contract, undrafted, severely underpaid. Now he gets a chance to go and and splash on the market. And I think as an NFL uh, insider and an NFL fan, it's always cool seeing those types of players that earn their money every single season. They're putting out the production and then they get rewarded after four years. And so J.C. Jackson couldn't be more excited for him. He has been in contact with me. He's expecting a, a, a lucrative extension that is going to make him the highest paid corner in the NFL. I'll have those updates as we begin that legal tampering period on Monday. But another top player, Chandler Jones, right? 30-plus years old. A lot of people believe he's on the wrong side of 30. But the guy is coming off a 10-and-a-half sack season with the same situation. They pretty much said, you know, see you later. Thanks for your time in Arizona. We don't have the money to pay a 31-year-old. Reports are union with outside linebacker Son Reddick, who went to go play for the Carolina Panthers the last couple of years, and he is a one-time Cardinal, so he is familiar with the brass in Arizona. And so right now, with the edge rushing market heating up, Hassan Reddick, I mean, his, his market is going to be $17, 18000000 million per year. Arizona seems more enticed and more intrigued to go and give Hassan Reddick that money who's coming off back-to-back nine-sack seasons, who's younger and so that's a name to watch. Maybe potential reunion happening in the desert, much like uh, Chandler Jones. You know, they've, they've kind of decided to move on from him by not even giving him that franchise tag. And so you look at Chandler Jones, and he's going to have a strong market with teams like the Buffalo Bills. Maybe a reunion and a return to New England, right? The New England Patriots, where, where Chandler Jones started his career. And so the Bills, the Patriots, there's a lot of and Chase Chandler Jones, the Baltimore Ravens, is another team that is looking for edge help, and Chandler Jones could fit right in there. So he's another player that I'm keeping tabs on to see where he ends up, but make no mistake about it, he too will also um, be be capitalizing on his worth, and especially right now with edge, edge rushers being such a premium in NFL uh, you, you bet your bottom dollar that within the first couple of days of free agency, Chandler Jones is going to be a very rich man walking away with a nice contract, uh, whether it's in the NFC or the AFC, that remains to be seen. But keep an eye on Chandler Jones and the type of noise that he can make in the free agent market. Now, another uh, elite name that is hitting the free agency market, and this one is a little bit, I guess, more enticing because he plays the receiver position and we know there are a lot of teams out there that are trying to to improve the receiver room uh, before free agency and before the draft and Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears you know he's hitting the unrestricted free agency after a couple of franchise tags in fact one franchise tag the Bears opted to not use it on the 28th 
year-old Pro Bowl wide receiver. And, you know, teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who Allen Robinson started his career with, they could come calling. They have an immense amount of money to load up and add Allen Robinson to their receiving corps. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles have been to Allen Robinson, maybe they been lacking that true number one wide receiver and they can pair him with Devontae Smith, their first round receiver. So I would expect Allen Robinson to do pretty well in free agency. This is a guy that I, I would assume is able to secure a nice uh, free agent contract considering his track record. He's coming off a low year with the Chicago Bears. Of course, he battled injury. They went through a quarterback uh, turntable with Justin Fields, the rookie, Andy Dalton, and then Nick Foles. And so there's a, a significant amount of inconsistency that was brewing in that Chicago quarterback room. Look for Allen Robinson to really thrive once he gets in a situation where the quarterback situation is indeed figured out. And so that's a guy that I believe can go in and can continue to be a top receiving target for a receiver-needy team that's looking for somebody to bolster that receiving room ahead of the 2022 NFL. Another name out there that could be flying under the radar, but I think he can really end up being a impact player, and it's uh, the Roger Saffold, the former starting left guard for the Tennessee Titans. He was cut. He's a pro bowler, and Tennessee pretty much cut him because of cap savings. But I know a lot of teams out there that are looking to upgrade that offensive line, and because of that, a guy like Roger Saffold and also a guy like Taron Armstead, the New Orleans Saints left tackle, Jack, those are teams. They're looking to upgrade that offensive line. Of course, the Cincinnati Bengals is another team uh, that has really put an emphasis on improving that. Off couple of, the, of course, the biggest offensive lineman who's a veteran that will be available is uh, Jensen, Ryan Jensen, the center from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That guy has got to be one of the top two centers in the NFL. You know, that Tampa Bay is trying to work hard to get him secured and returning for another year. But, you know, money talks. And so if he can hit free agency without getting a new deal in place with Tampa, look for some teams to throw some serious money at Ryan Jensen. Because not only is he one of the top centers on the market, but he that can really turn around in a team, especially an offensive line unit that's looking to bolster itself. Ryan Jensen is the guy vocal leader can come in make a difference on day one now defense when you look at linebackers there are a couple that were cut now on the market the most prominent one right now is bobby wagner who was cut by the seattle seahawks right now we all know seattle they're in for a full rebuild right now their focus is to uh cut save money get younger after trading russell wilson they went ahead and cut bobby wagner another um, cornerstone there in seattle that had been uh, playing there for 10 years and so you know he's still all pro caliber level 160 plus tackles in 2021 any team that gets him is going to get a dominant linebacker i know there's at least a dozen teams that are after him right now and so he's a name to watch jordan hicks was cut by the tampa bay well, excuse me the arizona cardinals and so because of what he was able to accomplish <clears throat> i do believe uh, jordan hicks who is very productive, will be able to land on himself a nice deal in free agency, just turned 30, still, you know, at the end of his prime, but can still be a very solid contributor 
and uh, a contending NFL team side. And so those are just a couple of names. I'm telling you, it's going to be a deep free agency class. There's going to be a lot of movement. And right now, as we move into this weekend, teams are trying to re-sign the guys that they want to keep off the free agent market. And so a couple of smaller deals. You've seen Miles kill special teams ace return to Pittsburgh on a two-year, $4 million deal. You've seen Dallas lock up Noah Brown, a fifth receiver. So you're seeing these minor deals right now as, as we get ready for free agency. And I will say there are a couple of more bigger names that some teams are trying to finalize new deals for ahead of Monday's legal tampering period. I'll tell you one that's already been well known, but the Dallas Cowboys have really been trying to work out a long-term deal for Michael Gallup, who's coming off that torn ACL, suffered in Week 17 against the Arizona Cardinals when he caught that touchdown reception. In fact, that was the game that my parents and I were at. And so um, the Cowboys are pretty confident about his ability and his uh, encouraging rehab after undergoing surgery. They believe his prognosis is encouraging moving forward. And so they're willing to invest in a 26-year-old wide receiver, of course, with Amari Cooper's future uncertain. Cooper uh, are trying to now maybe trade for Cooper instead of having to go out into free agency trying to secure those potential services. So we'll see where that lands um, and how it impacts the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. But Michael Gallup is a guy that should be getting a five-year deal, maybe worth 10 to $12 million a year. Um, and so we'll see how that deal progresses on. And then there's also a couple of others that are trying to negotiate and get their players signed because they do not want to lose. And like I said, Jensen is one guy that Tampa Bay is really they can get something done. Marcus Williams, a safety from the New Orleans Saints, is another player that has really been um, at the forefront of the team's plans, trying to lock him up. Of course, he did garner that uh, franchise tag last year. The Saints chose not to franchise tag him this year. And so now he runs the risk of hitting that open market. And at 25 years old, the ball hawking safety, he could very well end up being a piece that's on the move. But Marcus May, another safety with the Jets, he also could be uh, due for a new deal. But, of course, New York re-signing LaMarcus Joyner uh, could could mean that they're planning to move on from Marcus May. We'll see. Time will tell. But i got to tell you what, there's a lot of intriguing storylines. There's a lot of different scenarios that could be playing out as to how NFL teams unfold. But you could follow to Pro Football Chase on Instagram. We'll have the latest updates there as I can continue keeping tabs with NFL representatives, marketing reps, and agents who continue to keep me posted on what's going on with their clients ahead of the NFL free agency period. It is free agency frenzy. That is exactly what um, unfolds which teams are able to come out as aggressive spenders. And then, of course, there's always teams that will look to let the first wave settle before they strike a deal with some any outside free agents. But should be a fun time. NFL draft is also coming up at the end of April. We'll have uh, continued draft prospects joining the Pro Football Chase podcast. Got about three of them lining up, especially starting this weekend into next weekend. But I do anticipate these NFL draft prospects really having an opportunity to come out, get on the platform, figure out ways on how they can intrigue teams with their character, also intrigue teams with their ability to lead franchises moving forward. And so anytime you can bring players on, get them that exposure, seeing how they operate um, on and off the field, 
And then, of course, their experiences at, at the Combine in Indianapolis, seeing how they're able to improve their draft stock and figure out ways on what's best to move forward and what their fits are in terms of offense and defensive teams. So, uh, again, those are some some upcoming interviews. Mike Harley from Miami should be joining the podcast. A couple of players from the UTSA Roadrunners, which, by the way, uh, is my local team living in San Antonio. You got Tariq Woolen, who lit up the combine. You got Sincere McCormick, the running back, who's one of the top uh, college football FBS running leaders, who is always a consistent force. And then, of course, you got Spencer Burf- Burford, the offensive tackle. So those are a trio of players that I plan to get on the Pro Football Chase podcast here within the next couple of weeks. Um, and you can listen in on Apple Podcasts, Pro Football Chase on Instagram. Uh, did did get KJ Wright on the other day, as did um, Uchenna Wosu, who's also going to be a free agent for the Los Angeles Chargers. Was able to chat about his season and what he's looking forward to in free agency. A guy that should be getting paid about fifteen to. 20- so he's coming uh, with that opportunity to cash in um, on what teams need edge rushing help. And Uchenna Wosu has told me that he's open to returning to the Chargers, but he's also um, very much open to the possibilities that he can get. Fence um, had his podcast a couple of weeks ago. There's also optimism that he can secure a big-term deal, and we'll see where his market's at as well. Of course, you got Chandler Jones, a couple other big-time players that will be going ahead of him, but Ogba is also a disruptive player that cannot be overlooked when you have 11 or 12 pass defenses, a guy that can come off the edge, get nine sacks a season, look for him to churn up a good market in free agency. But those are just a few guys that continue to uh, pop in my mind as we move forward, and I'll keep you all posted. But this is an opportunity here on the Call and Podcast. Every every week, uh, coming on, previewing some NFL, I'll get Jerrell Worthy. My buddy played in the NFL seven years. We used a friend look. Morning, next. Uh, and so I look forward to having him on. You can tune in at Pro Football Chase Apple Spot. Follow my page on Instagram as well. We'll have the latest news coming your way with NFL getting kicked off um, with free agency on Monday. And then Wednesday, new league year. So that is all the signings become official. Into face. If you're on the Pro Football call an app. It's been fun chatting from the New Orleans, Louisiana airport as I'm on my way back home. I look forward to getting back and getting these podcast interviews underway, especially with um, draft season for agency right up upon us. So March Madness also can't can't miss that out. Right. College basketball starts next week. So that's something else we're going to have going on. We'll be keeping tabs on that. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, it's Isaac Signs here, and we will catch up next time. Appreciate y'all tuning in.